This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Monday, July 13th. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. The observation that the passage of time will play an uncharacteristically large role in trading during 2020 has been made by many, including Powell, and as second quarter earnings season commences, it's especially apropos. The extent to which banks have reserved for COVID-19 losses will ostensibly offer insight into the overall health of the financial system. However, the outlook for the second half will potentially be more market relevant in setting the trading tone. It's widely accepted that Q2 was a dismal period for the majority of firms, and while there might be a few exceptions, the broader theme will be one of putting a number on the downside and moving on, back to the passage of time. As with the economic data covering March to June, the magnitude of the losses simply lacks context given the unprecedented lockdowns which effectively brought activity to a standstill. This lessens any sense of clarity one might have hoped to take away from the upcoming round of earnings. The path forward for rates is complicated further by the increasing U.S. coronavirus case count. The extension of the first wave through the Sun Belt has remained topical as the dog days of summer quickly approach. The notion that the warmer weather would materially slow the spread of COVID-19 currently appears to be a bit of misplaced optimism, which is a decided negative for the near-term economic outlook. At the risk of repeating the folly of hope, perhaps if the weather isn't as significant as the experts initially speculated, then the U.S. is less vulnerable to a second wave in the fall as the weather cools. Once again, time will tell. The frequency with which we receive questions regarding the divergence between the outperformance of risk assets and the steady, albeit range-bound, bid for treasuries has diminished. This hasn't been a function of any material correction on the part of global equities. In fact, overnight, S&P 500 futures traded above 3,200. This puts the post-crash cash high of 32.33 on the table this week as the disconnect from the fundamentals continues to grow. The lack of interest in explaining the anomaly and therefore estimating when equities will reprice lower in line with the realities of the pandemic reflects a begrudging acceptance or habituation of the bull market. The cross of the 50 and 200 day moving averages has offered yet another touchstone in favor of a continued rally as the year-to-date losses are erased. The last time stocks climbed back to flat for 2020, this occurred in early June, was a meaningful inflection point that resulted in a sharp sell-off. While we're certainly on board with the attractiveness of a do-over for 2020, selling positive year-to-date returns is less attractive during the second attempt to break out higher. This week isn't without domestic data, although Monday the 13th offers nothing more than this afternoon's budget statement. Spoiler alert, the deficit is growing at an alarming rate. 
Alas, Treasury issuance has only managed to bring out buyers, as evidenced by last week's impressive sponsorship for 10s and 30s, despite the conspicuous absence of a pre-auction concession. The economic reports become more relevant with tomorrow's core CPI print, which is forecast to show a June gain of one-tenth of a percent, thereby ending a streak of three consecutive monthly declines. Nonetheless, with the consensus at just plus 1.1% year-over-year, it's difficult to be overly concerned about the upside risk of inflation at this stage. While we maintain that a reflationary impulse will eventually emerge from the massive round of stimulus offered by Washington and the Fed, this remains months, if not quarters, away. Once again, the passage of time. More immediately, our range trading call is well intact for treasuries, and the new 10-year yield range is 56.8 basis points, which is Friday's low yield mark, to 70 basis points, which is the 40-day moving average. The inability of 10s to close last week below the 61.8 basis point mark is near-term bearish for the benchmark. A directional skew, which also has the benefit of mid-range stochastics tilted decidedly in favor of higher rates. When faced with a dearth of data, the technicals become more relevant, at least on the margin. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Be safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. 
Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure slash.